Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning. Hey, I'm excited you're here joining us today for Church Online. And again, we are we're in the fourth week of our series entitled Protect Yourself. And again, what this is something that we've been talking about the last few weeks that we're pretty familiar with. During this COVID-19 period, this idea of protecting ourselves is something that we're used to. For many of us, we're, we're wearing masks. Now, for many of us, we're staying home. We're keeping safe distances. And again, those are all some good things. And just so you know, as a church, we are abiding by really what the CDC says and what Governor DeWine says. So for really, if you look at the month of May, we will probably be having uh, services online only. Again, we're going to follow the guidelines and restrictions for, for group numbers as well. Again, as a church and as followers of Christ, we are placed under God's authority, but then God also places authorities over us. So we're doing this for the month of May, staying online, really to, to stay in line with what Scripture says in authorities, but also to, to stay safe as well, to stay in protection mode, which understand this, it's okay. Right? It's okay because there's times in our life where we need to protect ourselves. There's times in our lives where we need to be prepared and to get ready. And this is what this series is all about to protect ourselves and to protect ourselves spiritually, which again, we find these instructions in Ephesians chapter six, which is our main passage of scripture for this series. So really, hopefully by the end of this, hopefully by the end of this, you might have this, ser- this scripture even memorized or at least be able to paraphrase it as well. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Ephesians chapter six. And if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the version Bible app, which is just a great resource to take with you wherever you go. And again, in this passage of scripture, Paul was talking to the church in Ephesus. And what he was doing, he was encouraging them to live a life that was Christ-like. He was encouraging them to to walk in a manner that pleased God. And he knew that sometimes there's some things that that causes us to struggle in that. There's some obstacles that come to us. There's some things that stand in our way. So Paul is urging us to protect ourselves from these things. And we see this again in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 18. So it says this. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And again, this is what we've been talking about the last few weeks. We've been talking about how our struggles, our struggles sometimes go a little deeper, right? Our struggles are are not always just physical, but they go to a deeper level, right? For some of us, that's our anxiety, that's our fears, that's our loneliness, that's the depression, the worry that we're really walking in each and every day. And what these are, some of these struggles are our real spiritual forces. They're things that Satan is putting in our way, trying to destroy us with. So Paul says this again in verse 13. He says, therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert 
and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. What this is, this is the full armor of God. Right? This is how we protect ourselves. This is how we get through this time. This is how we walk in, in strength. And not just our strength, but his strength. And again, so far we've talked about the, we've talked about how we do this. We've talked about truth. We've talked about righteousness. We've talked about peace. And what I want to do today is I want to talk about what comes next. And again, if you look at it in verse 16, he talks about faith. And he says, in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now again, Paul is talking to the church in Ephesus, which again includes both Jews and Gentiles, living in a time period where, where the Roman army ruled. So they knew a couple of things about armor. And they knew that a shield was a huge part of this armor. Right? Now, I, I think of a shield, there's certain things that, that I think of. Right? Clearly, when I think of a, a shield, I think of a, a Roman soldier. And when I think of a Roman soldier, I obviously think of, well, I think of Gladiator. Right? This is like a pure man's movie. It's an amazing movie. I love it. It's one of my favorites. But when I think of that, I think of the shield that he has. Right? And this picture shows it. Again, are we not entertained by this? And then another one for us that I see is, I think of Braveheart. Braveheart's another classic movie that shows shields and how they use it. And you just get pumped up and fired up for that and fired up on how they're using it. And then I don't think we can actually mention shields without mentioning Captain America. We see this picture. My Marvel guys, you guys are all fired up. My Marvel nerds, you're thankful that I put this one in. But it's true. right? There's something powerful about the shield. And then we think more, uh, more kind of realistic and, and more in our time period when we think of a shield, we might think of, we might think of police and the, and the riot gear that they use. And, and really, again, this is a pretty good depiction of what Paul is talking about. Because if you look at it, this shield that they're using, it's a pretty big shield. And now when you talk about this as well, right, a shield was something huge during that Roman time period. In fact, the word shield, the Greek word for shield, it actually meant the word door, which again, if you think of a door, what do you think of? You think of something huge. You think of something that, that blocks my whole entire body, right? This door, it blocks things from coming in, right? We put doors in our house to keep things from coming into our house. We block doors from our, and, our, and I put doors in our house that, that keep things from really uh, coming in and, and destroying us, right? Even at nighttime, I don't know about you, but I lock my door. Now, I did go through kind of a, a transition when I was single, right? I just closed the door. When I got married, I like locked the door because I felt a little more responsible. And then when I had kids, I like moved out of my ghetto neighborhood that I lived in and got a bigger door because that was how we did it. But we put doors in to try to protect us. And the Roman shield is as big as a door. It was blocking them so that they could put their whole entire body behind it. And that's what the shield is all about, right? It's something that, that we can use. It's something that really helps us. And it's something that protects us, right? And again, it says, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Right? Again, the shield in battle protected them from the flaming arrows. See, again, during this time, soldiers would actually wrap arrows with cloth, dip them in pitch, and then set the pitch of fire, and then shoot the arrows, right? And now we actually have what's called Roman candles, hence where we get the name from. Some of you pyromaniacs are like, wow, this is the greatest sermon because I learned where Roman candles came from. But again, this is what they did. And this is what the Romans did. This was an incredible weapon that they used. And if it landed on a person's clothing or if it landed on a person's skin, it required immediate attention preventing, trying to, to, trying to prevent any type of disabling injury or even death from them. 
And if it landed anywhere near him, it would spread quickly as well. It was a fearsome weapon, but the shield protected them. And our faith is what protects us from the weapons of the evil one. Our faith is what protects us from the weapons of Satan. And listen, Satan has some pretty fearsome weapons. Right? He has some pretty fearsome things that he uses against us. He uses fiery arrows in the, in the form of temptation, in the form of lies and deceit, and in the form of fear. Right? For some of us, that's what's kept us from moving forward. For some of us, we've experienced and we've been hit by some of these weapons before. Right? For some of us, we've had fiery darts come at our life and attack us. And not only does it hurt us, but it spreads to others around us as well. For many of us, maybe for some of us, we've gotten hit with the with the temptation, whether through addictions. And not only has it, it caused us some damage in our lives, but it caused those around us some hurt as well. For some of us, we've, we've been hit by the fiery dart of temptation and with greed, and it's destroyed some of our relationships. For some of us, we've been hit with these darts and these arrows and been tempted with power, and it's isolated us from everybody else. For some of us, we've been tempted with even sexual desires, and it's left us feeling guilty. It's left us feeling with regret. It's left us feeling and living in shame, right? It's a fiery arrow that Satan uses in our life. And some of us, we've been hit by it. Some of us, we feel the wreckage of it as well. Another weapon, another fiery arrow that, that Satan uses is lies. Again, we talked about this a, a couple weeks ago, but we remember that Satan is the father of lies and that's what he does. He lies to us. He makes us believe these lies. He makes us listen to lies. He tells us lies about us, and it's destructive. It's a fiery arrow that he uses, right? And many of us, many of us, maybe we felt that before, right? Maybe we felt those lies and listened to those lies and lived in lies because we've, our, our shield of faith has been down, right? And then another one that we live into and another arrow from Satan is fear. Listen, fear tries to make us believe something different than what God says, and if we, look at, if we look at everything going around in the world today, it can be easy right now to allow fear to run our lives. It can be easy for anxiety. It can be easy for, for our worry to govern how we feel. Instead, what we have to do is we have to let our belief in God guide our feelings. And we have to look to the promises of the word of God in order to increase our faith. And we have to look to his ability in order to overcome. Here's what I want us to understand about fear. Fear is this. It's a temporary emotion based on a temporary situation, right? Fear is a temporary emotion based on a temporary situation. And let me just pause right there and let you think about that. For some of us, that's where we're living in. But what I want you to understand is this, it's temporary. It's just a season. Even what we're going through right now is just a season. Yeah, there may be a new normal, but right now what we're going through is temporary, right? And let me just remind you of this, it's no surprise to God, right? It's no surprise to God. God knew that all of this was going to happen even before it happened, right? God placed us where we are for a time like this. So the truth is God doesn't make mistakes. He created you. He created me, and he had this in mind when he created us. He gave us this for us in this time he created us for. He gave you your family. He gave you the kids you have. He gave you the job you have. He took away the job that maybe you got taken away, right? Because of this time, and he's still in control, right? The situation you're in right now, understand that God is still in control. Even when we don't feel like we're in control, the truth is he's still in control. So understand this, nothing you face today during this pandemic is out of his control, right? COVID-19 has nothing on God, 
And if you think otherwise, what it is, it's part of, it's part of Satan's plan. It's part of his weapons. It's a lie and it's fear. And again, understand this, fear is temporary. Fear is a tool, it's a trick, and it's a flaming arrow that the enemy uses to keep us stagnant. But faith is what protects us. Faith is what extinguishes these arrows. Faith is, is, is our trust in the eternal, not just the temporary. Because faith is this, it's our response to the good news of Jesus. Faith is the, the response to the good news of Jesus. Again, last week we talked about how peace how peace is really what, how we ready ourselves with the good news of peace and, and the good news in the gospel. But this week, we want to talk about how we respond, and we respond with faith. Right? Our response has to be faith because this. Because faith is our first step to God's perfect plan. In fact, let me just repeat that. Faith is our first step to God's perfect plan. And that's what I want you to understand today. Right? Faith is really the start to the ultimate victory. And again, we see this in Hebrews chapter 11, which is known as the, the great faith chapter of the Bible. It's really known as the hall of faith. And it's just an incredible passage of scripture that shows and really even defines faith for us. And we see, we see the definition of faith right here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, which says this. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Right? What protects us is the confidence in what we hope for. What sets us up for victory, what allows us to walk in victory, is assurance and what we do not see. It's knowing that God is still in control. It's knowing that his reality will overcome everything. It's knowing that that what's not been proven yet is, is going to be proven because God has this taken care of. It's knowing that what may not be visible now, one day will be visible, right? That's what faith is, and that's what protects us. It's what opens the door. It's what opens the door to so many other spiritual truths. In fact, if you go back just a couple of verses, and actually in Hebrews chapter 10, it states that to be righteous, which we talked about a couple weeks, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, is that we have to live by faith. And it also talks... As we go further in, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, that faith is that what opens the door to legacy. Faith is the start to victory. In fact, if, if you continue on in Hebrews 11, it shows this incredible list of, of heroes. It shows this incredible list of these people who lived by faith, who did amazing things, not because of their skill or ability, but because of their faith. Right? It says this. It says, by faith, we can understand that the universe was formed at God's command. It says, by faith, we can bring God a, a good offering like Abel. It says, by faith, that, that miracles can happen, like that happened to Enoch, that he was taken from life and didn't experience death. It says, by faith, Noah saved and protected his whole entire family by building an ark. By faith, Abraham, Abraham lived in the promised land and started an entire nation, even at an old age, right? because he lived by faith. By faith, Moses was saved as a baby. By faith, Moses grew up and he led that same nation that Abraham started. He led him out of slavery. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith, there was a prostitute who was completely saved and restored because she had faith in God and she began to follow him. Right? By faith, she was restored. By faith, kingdoms were conquered. By faith, justice was administered. By faith, mouths of lions were shut. By faith, weakness was turned strength. And by faith, what was promised came true. 
Like this is the power of faith. This is what faith can do in our lives. This is what faith can do in your life. This is what faith can do in my life. And think about it. Right? Imagine understanding your situation in a different light. Right? Imagine in you, imagine being generous and having that start with faith. Right? Imagine that miracle that you're desiring. Imagine that protection. Imagine that promise. Imagine all these things happening in your life. And it starts with faith. Listen, faith is what protects us. But it's also the start to every victory we'll ever experience. Faith is the confidence and what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Faith is what allows us to stand. Faith is what answers our fears. Faith is what shuts down our insecurities. Faith is what overcomes our failure. Faith is what empowers us with courage and boldness. And it's what pleases God. Again, in Hebrews chapter 11, 6, as we continue in verse, in chapter 11, it says this. It says, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The truth is, faith is the trade secret of the kingdom. Faith is the trade secret of living a godly life. It's what separates kingdom living, kingdom culture from earthly culture and earthly living. Faith is really what qualifies the unqualified. And again, faith is our first step to God's perfect plan. And here's how we live it out. Here's how we build our faith. Number one, we have to believe. Faith starts with belief. Again, Hebrews eleven six it says, anyone who comes to him must believe. So believe. As I saw this little action plan when it comes to faith in COVID-19, it says this. It says, test positive for faith by keeping a safe distance from doubt and isolating from unbelief. So that's my challenge for you today. Test positive for faith. Test positive for faith by believing, by keeping a safe distance from doubt. And listen, as we talk about doubts, I want you to understand doubts are okay, but I want us to keep a safe distance from them. And this means this. It means that we don't let doubts rule our lives, but instead we, but instead we let them drive them us to dr- trust more in God. Listen, what happens with doubt is often it keeps us from moving forward. What happens with doubt is it often keeps us from taking risks. What happens with doubt is it often freezes us and keeps us from, from really experiencing all that God has for us. So I want to challenge you. Keep a safe distance from doubts by actually taking some risk. Right, get a little crazy. Take some risk. Put yourself in situations where you have to trust God. Put yourself in situations where if God doesn't show up, you'll fail. Right? That's how we build belief. That's how we build faith. And that's how we show our belief as well. In fact, I want to challenge you to believe so much that you're actually isolating yourself from belief. I don't let belief even be of unbelief. Don't let unbelief even be a part of our life. I don't let unbelief really be a part of our thought process. Don't let it be a part of our thought process at any stage, right? But believe. And here's the thing about faith. Faith believes big, but it starts small. For you, maybe you just need to start small. Maybe there's a, there's a promise of God that you need to, to believe in. Maybe there's a truth that you need to step with and, and, and to walk in. And maybe for you, maybe you need to believe that God still has good things for you. Start small. Start believing those things. Start walking in those smaller truths. I want to challenge you to do it. Live out your faith by believing. And maybe for you, maybe you need to believe. Man, maybe for you, that's, that's by making a decision, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's accepting his forgiveness for your sins. Listen, I want to challenge you to do it. Right? Make that decision. Believe. And if that's you, we want to know. 
If that's you, maybe for you, maybe you just need to send us a private message through Facebook. Maybe you need to send us a private message online if you're watching online through the prayer request. But let us know that you made that decision. Maybe for you, maybe you need to change your mindset. Maybe you need to go from, from pessimistic to optimistic. Again, it starts with belief. Believe that God has good things for you. Anyone who comes to him must believe. So number one is belief. Number two is this, it's to seek. Seek after God. Again, Hebrews 11.6 says he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So I want to challenge you to seek. Look for him in your life. Look for how he works each and every day. And then recognize his works as well. Acknowledge his works in your life. Seek after him, which means we need to spend time with him. And we spend time with him in prayer. We can seek him in prayer. And again, prayer is just, it's having a conversation with God. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to talk with him. I want to challenge you in that prayer time, listen to him. I want to challenge you in that prayer time, slow down enough to understand what he's saying to you, but seek after him. Seek after him in worship as well. For you, maybe that means that you're putting yourself in his presence. Maybe for you, that means that you need to even change the way that you're thinking, change some of the things that you're, that you're listening to as well. Maybe for you, that means you actually engage in worship when we're singing, right? You can sing out loud and you can jump in as well. I want to challenge you to seek after him. Seek after him in worship, right? Seek after him in his word as well. Seek after him in the Bible. Listen, our faith is gained through seeking him. And our faith is grown when we hear his message. Again, if you look at it, Romans chapter 10, 17 says it this way. It says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So listen, seek after him. Seek after him in the Bible. Listen, we challenge you to read the Bible. We challenge you to download the Bible app each and every week for a reason. Because it's an easy way to read the Bible. It's an easy way to put it in your daily plan. It actually gives you daily reminders. And we challenge you to jump in and to seek after those in every way. We challenge you to listen, maybe listen to sermons. Maybe challenge you to listen to podcasts and different things as well. Well, we love for you to, to jump in and hear God's word because God speaks through so many different things, but we have to hear his word. As I challenge you to seek after him through hearing his word. I grow your faith by seeking. And then number three, don't do it alone. Here's the truth. The truth is faith is a team sport. Faith is a team sport. This actually goes all the way back to Paul and his metaphor for faith as a shield. Again, as Paul's using this, he's using this piece of armor and he's talking about it and he's representing faith. What he's talking is about, he's talking about a shield that's combined with other shields makes an incredible impact, makes an incredible difference. Again, if you go back and you look at it, Roman soldiers would actually configure into a battle line and what they would do is they would put their shields in front of their bodies and they would link them together. And once they linked their bodies together, once they linked their shields together, it would almost form this entire wall that was unpenetrated. Like that no Nobody could get through that protected not just them but others as well listen this is some incredible stuff this is what maximizes the shield and this is what maximizes our faith as well when we link it up with others i want to challenge you as we go through this faith journey don't do it alone right let's do it together just as the Roman soldiers, as their shield was maximized as they worked together as Christians, as followers of Christ, our faith is maximized when we link it together with others. Our faith reaches its peak strength when we, when we worship together, right? When we pray together, when we come together as a community. 
And I know this may be weird saying this all during this COVID-19 time where we're social distancing, where we're, where we're keeping a safe distance from everybody, but the truth is it's so important and it's so much more important right now. This is why each time we challenge you, we want you to engage in these online services. I mean, we want you to comment. We want you to, to hit the like button. We want you to hit the, the love button if you like something, right? We want you to even comment on other people's comments. If somebody's here and says hello, say hello to them, right? Engage and connect with them, right? Don't do it alone, right? Don't do it alone. And I'll challenge you this. Share the messages. I share these services. Right? There's a share button on Facebook. If you like this, if you're engaging in this, if you think somebody else should see this, share it. Right? Share and share and share. We should all be sharing this because we shouldn't be doing this alone. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to engage. Another way that we can engage through this is through our Zoom calls. Right? We, have, we have Zoom groups. We have, our life groups have all moved into the form of online through our Zoom groups. And there's an incredible uh, really resources that you can jump in and you can connect with others through that. And you can check on our website at www.mylifechangechurch.com and you can find out what groups are meeting. And pretty soon, again, as we're following the guidelines of, of the government, as we're following the guidelines of the governor, pretty soon some of the small groups will actually open up. So that'll be one of the first stages that we go back to in person. But I challenge you, if you weren't in a life group before, get in it. Jump in, right? Check one out. Jump in and engage. Don't do it alone. And listen, I want to challenge you too. Each night we have, we have Facebook Live, just a Devo at 8 p.m. It's just an incredible way to, to be encouraged. Listen, our goal is to pray for you and to pray for the prayer request each night. But we need to know. Hey, for some of us, that means we just need to connect. We need to let others know, and we need to not go through this alone. Don't do it alone. In a couple weeks, we're going to have drive-through prayer as well. Not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday after. We're going to be having drive-through prayer. You can check more information on that, but just another way to engage. And we want to challenge you. We want to challenge you to do it. I don't do it alone. Faith is our first step to God's perfect plan. So I want to challenge you to believe, to seek, and to not do it alone. Don't do it alone. Listen, as we close, maybe you're here today, and maybe for you, maybe your first step was to believe. Listen, we want you to give you that opportunity. We don't want you to, to know that, that Jesus loves you and God loves you so much that he gave you Jesus to die on a cross, live a perfect life, and be risen again. And all he ask is for us to believe and to accept his forgiveness and to accept him as your Lord and Savior. If that's you, Again, we said this before, but we want to know. Maybe make a comment. Maybe send us a, a private message. Maybe send us a prayer request and let us know that that's the, you're going through that. We want to pray and journey with you in that step. All right? Maybe for you, maybe God's asking you to seek him a little bit more. Maybe for you, maybe you've been isolating yourself from others in this, in this journey of faith. Listen, I've said this before. Our personal relationship with Jesus is personal. Our faith walk is personal, but it's not private. All right? We've got to do it together. Maybe for you, you need to engage and connect with others. Whatever it is, we challenge you to take that next step. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.